the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining in on the Sue Freeze Show today, and I'm just so blessed, so honored. I woke up this morning, and I just was thanking the Lord for having a bed to sleep in and a roof over my head. Have you done that this morning? You know what? I am making that an everyday thing. I want to be able to, before I put my feet on the floor, just give God all the thanks and all the glory for everything that's going to happen, everything that has happened, because that's what it's about. We need to thank Jesus for it all. So today we have special guests with us, and I'm really looking forward to introducing them. But before I do that, I want to say a prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this time and I ask that you give uh, discernment to give favor to the ears that hear. And Lord, for action to be taken for what's uh, going to be spoken about today. Lord, I just thank you in advance for your, um, your gifts, your gifts, your talents, for your discernment in this day and every day as we walk through this journey called life. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for being the person that's right here with you right now on the radio and for my special guest, Lord. Thank you for bringing them here and for Katie, the producer of the show. Just thank you so much for her and for KKLA and Salem Communications. I just thank you all the way up and down California for what's um, happening here. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So today on the radio, I have two special guests. I have Susan Baskin, who I met, interestingly enough. Uh, she is a rep for me, and she uh, takes care of some things for me with advertising with E. Cola. And we went to lunch one day, and, and she started telling me about something that was really dear and near to her heart. And when she started talking, I just my heart just kind of started pounding. And I was thinking, wow, how can I get involved with this? How can I, Sue Freeze, get involved with this? Because... You know, when people talk about uh, helping dogs and helping animals, I love animals. Don't get me wrong. I have two, and they sleep with me every night, and I just love animals. But when I think about putting money and intention and interest towards animals, and then I think about all those children that are out there that need a home, that need a mom, that need a dad, that need a roof over their heads, and they just need experiences that maybe they've never experienced. And I was thinking, Lord, I just really want to help those children. So those of you that have listened to the Sue Free Show, you know that I have a ministry house, and it's for domestic violence, uh, mothers with children. And my heart is, is that I want children all over the world to be able to experience the fun and life and love that God has for us. Because if they don't have food on the table, if they don't have just the basics of basics, how can they experience God's love? And I just really want to be part of that. How about you? So here's an opportunity possibly for you to get involved. So Susan Baskin, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on her because uh, I think it's important to know who we're talking to and who we're listening to, to, to see the connection, to feel the connections, because it's all about relationships, isn't it? 
So Susan's daughter is Johanna, a 2011 Summer Miracles child. She had been thinking about adopting for quite some time when one of her friends asked her to join her and another friend to help shop for wedding dresses. I just went through that and it was fun. While their mutual friend was in the dressing room, they became acquainted. Susan learned that she had adopted two children and was involved with KidSave, K-I-D-S-A-V-E, an organization that brought older children to the United States over the summer to find adoptive families. Although Susan had thought that she'd most likely adopt a younger child and one that spoke English, she was drawn to the idea of helping a child in need find a family and contacted the organization to become a host. Soon after Johanna arrived, Susan realized that this child was a perfect fit for her family. So that's Susan. She's sitting here with me. And Susan brought another friend, Amber Colaby. Did I say it right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. And her daughter, Lady, Lady, was a 2011 Summer Miracles child. Amber and Tyler had always wanted to adopt a child first and foremost, but became pregnant with their firstborn son, Ira. Being that Ira was just a baby, they knew that they had to set their dreams of adoption aside as most adoption agencies require your last child to be of a certain age to enable an adequate time to bond with newly adopted child. They had heard about KidSave through their church in the announcements, and after some research, they decided to sign up to be a host family for the Summer Miracles program. Soon after they were picking up their host daughter, Lady, at the airport, the connection was immediate, and the desire to bring Lady into their family permanently was strong. However, Amber became pregnant with their second child daughter, Emsley. Yes. I'm okay. <laughs> All these different names. Anyway, um, although they were super excited, they were also heartbroken as it meant that they probably would not be able to move forward with adopting Lady. They continued to be an advocate family for Lady, praying for the right family for her to come along. So that's the background story. So welcome, Susan, and welcome, Amber, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us, and thank you for the beautiful introduction. Well, thank you for providing the inter- the introduction. Um, it's great, and I just love the story, and I'm sure there's much more. When we had lunch, Susan, you were talking about, you know, uh, adopting a child of the age that you adopted. And, and, you know, it's not all roses. I mean, there's things that you face, but the blessings are so much more than the issues. Oh, absolutely. I feel so, so blessed to have Joanna in my life. Um, I really never expected to adopt through this program. You know, again, it was probably to provide me as a trial run to see how I would do as a mom and to see if I really wanted to go forward. And I thought that I would go forward perhaps in the U.S. after after hosting Joanna if it went well. However, once Joanna was there, you know, I had the opportunity to really bond with her. What's so lovely about this program is that the children stay with you for six weeks. And so you have the opportunity to really get to know them, to get to see how they fit into your families, to see what kind of bond develops, and to really have the opportunity to uh, make a really well-informed decision as to whether you want to go forward or not. And I think that's a, that's what... Um, was lacking in the opportunities that I was looking at for domestic adoption, because very often as a foster parent here, you don't really have the opportunity to get to know the children before they're placed with you and your family. And this was, to me, a really fantastic opportunity because I knew exactly 
what um, what I was what challenges that might be ahead for me, and what wonderful blessings were going to be ahead for me as well. So you have a little bit of a, a predestination of of understanding your pros and your cons a little bit because you get some knowledge of the relationship, and I think that's really great. So mm-hmm. how about the the English versus Spanish barrier, the language barrier of of communication? I Was knew, that an issue? Or? <laughs> I knew no Spanish whatsoever, <laughs> just a little teeny bit, but it really works out pretty well because you can communicate a lot without knowing Spanish through hand gestures. I I boned up a little bit on some intro Spanish. So I was able to point to things a lot. And I think um, also being in Southern California is fantastic because there's so many Spanish speakers that are available to help. Yes, that is true. So, Amber, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your story because I'm just meeting you right here right now. So, <laughs> Well, yes, uh, you pretty much covered it all except for um, we ended up being able to adopt Lady. You did. But it was it just God had other plans. Had I known that I was going to be 30 adopting a teenager with language barrier, I always knew I wanted to adopt, but it just wasn't exactly what I pictured it was going to be. But that's not the way God works sometimes. That's and, true. And so by miracle, we found an adoption agency that would work with us, given that I had a, a toddler and a newborn baby, which is very rare. And we actually traveled to Columbia to pick her up um, with my two babies. I remember being in Columbia and they were just like, how did you do this? Because it's just not very common. But, right. you know, it worked out. Um, yeah, it worked out. It worked out well. My husband majored in Spanish in college, so he oh. was able to kind of help with the translation. That's awesome. Yeah, which helped a lot. So was that your first time in Colombia? Yes. Uh-huh. So how long did you stay there? Well, the typical typically it depends on where the child is from. But Lady being from Bogota, it was about six weeks we had to stay there. And it's the way they do it is they finalize the adoption process while there. Whereas some other countries do it um, here. The child comes here and they finalize the adoption here. Mm-hmm. But in Colombia, things have to be finalized there. So there's a little bit of a waiting period. So you okay. do end up having to, a month to six weeks plan on staying there. Yeah, my understanding is they've actually cut that down since we hosted and adopted several years back. Uh, my understanding now is that some people are actually only staying there three weeks, three to four weeks oh, now. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because I, I wanted to know, let's say uh, there are multiple people listening right now that are intrigued mm-hmm. and maybe possibly thinking, gosh, maybe that's, this could be us. Maybe maybe this would be great for our family, or maybe I just don't know. Um, can single parents do this? Absolutely. I'm a single mom, so um, this was perfect for me, actually, because being a single mom, I knew that I wouldn't have the support of mm-hmm. other family members. Mm-hmm. And as I said, just having her here and having her part of my family was was wonderful. So, so yes, if you are a single mom, you absolutely have the opportunity to host, to, um, to go forward with an adoption. Um, it's um, completely non-denominational, so you can host or adopt um, through any affiliations that you, you have. It's really, really a lovely opportunity, and it's really lovely to to be able to uh, give a child that's a little bit older the opportunity. And, you know, most of the children that come are between the ages of 11 to 14. They do sometimes send sibling sets as well, where the children could be, one of the siblings could be younger, like eight or nine, along with the 11 or 12-year-old sibling. And I know that Amber has some really good thoughts about adopting an older child and how an older child actually fit into her family with toddlers. So maybe you'd like to talk a little bit about what it's like for your kids to have an older sister. Well, we did things a little differently being out of birth order, right? you know, having my first two. But my children were so young, and she was so much older. It worked for us in, in that dynamic. 
But when we were thinking about adopting, we always wanted to before, you know, when we first got married and all that. And we looked into all the different forms, you know, fostering to adopt, adopting just a baby or, you know, international adoption. And I never even knew there was an option to adopt a teenager. I had no idea. It's not something you hear of. Right. And I, frankly, I don't think it's very common. And I think it's a scary thing. Like we talked about earlier, it's a marriage. It's a commitment. Yes, for long, and for, forever. Forever. <laughs> and if you don't get to spend the time with these kids, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. And it could, you know, it could be a, sure. you know, a risky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a disaster is very, very disaster. accurate. So, um, but yeah, I just felt like, you know, t- teenager, you know, what happens when they don't have an opportunity to, to right. be in a family? Yeah. What happens when they age out of these systems that they're in? It was heartbreaking to me to think about that. And mm-hmm. I know I didn't need a, a baby having already had my my two. So I thought, well, I'm going to be open to this. And I think the Lord really put it on my heart to be open to it. It came with its – I mean, it comes with its unique challenges for mm-hmm. sure. But the benefits are – I mean, you have like a built-in buddy friend. You have the opportunity to shape, you know, a life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In yes. some way, shape, or form. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's been wonderful. It's been hard, but wonderful. It's, adoption is very unnatural. Mm-hmm. But it's also so wonderful and you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I mean, we had the opportunity to go back to Columbia and visit Joanna's biological family. And she's in touch with, you know, her grandma and some cousins. And it's really lovely. And they've embraced me into their family. And I've embraced them How into special. our family. It's That's re- so special. It's really special. I mean, it's just because her biological family were not able to care for her didn't mean that they didn't love her. Right. So and each situation is different. Um, you know, my daughter had a pretty good start in life. Um, some of these children do not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, each situation is different, but all children really deserve the opportunity to have a roof over their heads, yes. food, yes. education, Amen. and a family that loves them and, feel, and to feel safe. Yes. And this is what I think the organization, um, you know, really hopes to do is to give these children that opportunity because they've already are a little bit older than perhaps people in their own countries would, would adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, the organization has been great at placement. About 83% of the children that come end up be, becoming adopted. That's great. Statistics. Well, you know, That's great. Yeah. Facts. It's, yeah. It is great. I think it's mostly because the people that host them end up falling in love with them. And even if they host <laughs> them not intending to adopt, sometimes yeah. they do. So, so. Be, be careful. Be wise. You know, you know, no front. You're going to fall in love. You know, I um, I was teaching my children when they were very young. Um, we went to Mexico and we helped uh, with a, a, a ministry and outreach. And, you know, I wanted my children to go over there to see you know, that, you know, the way they're living isn't how everybody gets to live. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it was heartbreaking. And I remember the first time my parents took me to Mexico, I ended up throwing up in the street because I just couldn't stand the poverty that I saw, cardboard boxes and, and whatnot. And this is a reality, and a lot of people don't even know and don't see. And if you don't see it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just remember that as a child getting, you know, just really sick and having to throw up. And so um, my my children, we, we'd go and we'd get up at five in the morning, get on a bus, drive all the way to Tijuana and go to their uh, ministry there. And I cut all the children's hair and we ended up getting lice in our hair because they had lice in their hair. And so we talk about it now, you know, um, but I fell in love with two children. They were siblings and I wanted to adopt both of them. And that's just me because, you know, there's no stray, stray kids or animals when it comes to me because I just want to take everybody in. So I have to be careful because 
because I would take everybody. But, um, yeah. So, um, oh, I just have to uh, let everybody know, look, if you're just tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you so much. And it's no coincidence you're tuning in right now. There's a reason why you're listening to this show. There's a reason why God wanted you to hear this. And I'm thankful that you've tuned into the Sue Freeze show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Listen, what I want you to do is I want you to go to my website. I've put a lot of time and effort along with others to make this website very user friendly. And I want you to go in there and check out the IMs. Uh, you know, it, it's good to be an inspiration. It's good to encourage. But I want transformation, and so does God. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to the website. I want you to click on I Ams, which is three different pages of who God says you are. Because I really want you to understand, and God really wants you to hear his words about who you are. And sometimes we get caught up in, and we listen to our own voice saying we're unworthy or that we don't deserve that. But you know what? God sent his only son to die in your place for your sins. And that makes you worthy. He thought you were valuable enough to send his only son to die for you. So if that's not value, I don't know what is. So your unworthiness needs to go out the window. You need to say, I am worthy because God says you are. So you need to understand who you are in Christ. So go there, print them out. They are free. It's God's gift to you. And I want you to just read them every morning and every night, and you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Who you believe, what you think is who you are. You've got to change that if you're not liking what you see in the mirror and how you're feeling, okay? You need to, there's, there's a little change that can happen. And you know, for some of you that just feel like you have maybe too much time on your hands, maybe this is an opportunity for you to do something with that. And you know, maybe you have money, maybe you have time, maybe you have both, maybe you have a nice house and it's empty. Maybe you just need to fill those rooms. Maybe you do, and maybe this is it. So I have special guests with me today, and we're talking about Kids Save, K-I-D-S Save. And I want to say thank you to San Diegans for listening in. I want to thank you for Venturians, and this goes for all of you. You all can can get involved in this organization. And if you know somebody that uh, – we'll get into it more – but if you know somebody that either – uh, you think would be a good fit, or if you know somebody that could actually host an, uh, a fun event or something like a bowling alley or a skate park or somewhere that's a public place where all these children and all these families can get together so they can get to know and they can have a fun time, uh, you know, call, call me, Sue Freeze, or you can get in touch with them and we'll give you that information before the end of the show. So kids save. K-I-D-S-S-A-V-E is the organization we're talking about right now. So how does somebody get involved with Kids Save as a host family or a visiting family? Well, um, there's a few things um, that they can do. As a host family, you can have the child live with you for the six weeks, and you would just abdicate to help find them an adoptive family. You know, basically, you would take them to events where they might meet other prospective families. You can um, really outreach to your community, to your church, um, to your, you know, uh, to local press, really trying to get the word out and help these children find a family. Or if you'd like to be a, um, if, you, if you don't feel like you can invest the summer in hosting, you can come out to our events and meet the children. And you have the opportunity to spend time with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. If there's a connection, we'll make arrangements for you to spend even more time with them um, outside of an event so that they can get even to, closer to your family. Um, if you are interested in becoming a host or even going to the events, um, I can give you the um, website. Um, actually, there's only one S in Kids Save. It's oh, okay. K-I-D-S-A-V-E dot org. 
And if you are interested in participating in any way, um, I can give you the name of the uh, Southern California Summer Miracles Community Coordinator. Her name is Joe Moyer, and um, she can be reached at 951-316-5490, or you can email at kidsavesummermiraclesoc at gmail.com. And you can always go on the website, kidsave.org, um, for pictures of some of the children that are coming this summer um, and also for um, events and stories and things like that. Okay, so Susan, um, I just want to ask you a question. So um, this radio show goes San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo, okay, mm-hmm. plus the Internet. It goes all over the world. So. Right. Um, they can go on the website, but where are these? I mean, how far are you um, as far as distance? Is there is there uh, one of these organizations in San Diego or in Ventura? This is actually nationwide. World, nationwide. nationwide. We, okay. We have several Perfect. several hubs okay. of good. families that, that get together and, and host around the country. That is really awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So, Amber, tell us more about anything you want to share about anything. Um, well, I can say... You know, one thing that sticks out about my story and just being a believer is to ask God what he has for you in your life and your family, because it may be way outside of the box of what you were picturing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't take the time to ask. They just feel based on emotions. Oh, I feel like I want to do this or do that. And that's all wonderful. But I feel like if you if you stop and ask the Lord, what do you require of me and my family? He might take you on an amazing adventure that's n- nothing like you ever expected. And and he meets you along the way, and he provides along the way, and he takes care of and protects the situation, even if it feels out of your control. So I feel like our family is a testament of that, really. That's really great. Thank you for sharing. So uh, how do host families help advocate to find the children an adoptive family? Um, You already said that because they just host. and They act as a liaison. So let's just say, you know, you are really interested in, in Susan. You're really interested in the child that I'm hosting. I, given that I've been living with them for a certain amount of time, can kind of give a unique insight like, oh, this is, you know, you did spend time with them on the weekend, but however, this is what I'm noticing. You know, she seems very shy. She seems, you know, hard to get to know or he's, you know, things like that. And then you also um, arrange for more time for the families to spend with them if they need to come and, you know, come over for dinner or if they want to pick them up again. Mm -hmm. You know, you're definitely an advocate. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you already said what uh, the success rate is. You said 83%, which yeah. is really a great number. I mean, that's really sensational. It yeah. really is, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that. That's so good. We've always had a, uh, a child from another Norway. I always um, had an exchange student during the summer because I thought it was great for my children to experience, mm-hmm. you know, other children and language and culture. I had a gentleman, funny story, and he went out and he saw a jacuzzi, and he says, is that a bubble bath? <laughs> And, and we just laughed about that. And then I had a chihuahua, and he called it a chihuahua. And I, I just, you know, it's like we joke about these things, you know. And we actually were in Italy, and they were from Norway. And we were in Italy like 10 years later, and guess who walks by and says, Sue! You know, and it was the exchange student from Norway with his girlfriend. And we like, oh, my gosh. I mean, what are the chances of that, you know? And so whether you are going to host with just the, um, the desire to host for six weeks, and, and have that experience, or you want to possibly adopt, both things are needed, so we can do that. So we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. 
I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. coli Termite Services. And Sue, E. coli is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh! E. coli will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E. coli heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E. coli. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about Ecola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. I am so grateful for Ecola for doing that. Listen, if you'd like to be a sponsor, I'd like to talk to you. And all you need to do is go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And let me know what's going on if you have any questions, because I would love to help you. If you have a company that is only in San Diego or you have a company and customers only in Ventura, that's okay. We can take care of that because I'm syndicated, which means that I can play your advertisement only in the radio signal that covers your customers because we don't want to advertise something that you can't support so um just get in touch with me because i would love to talk with you and i would love to help you because there's been people that have helped me along the way and uh i need to pay it forward that's just what we do isn't it what we do that's what we do so with that i'm i'm just going to say thank you and learning to breathe is a book that i wrote and i happen to have a pretty bad accident to where I couldn't walk and I was in a wheelchair and I had to learn how to walk all over again and me being very active and energetic for me to lay there and not be able to do anything I had to come up with some other plan but it wasn't my plan it was God's plan and God's plan was for me to write a book which I never thought in a million years I would be an author Uh, I wrote a book on learning to breathe and it's a journey that I had with my son who was an asthmatic from the age of two almost lost him a couple times and thank God Uh, I didn't. And now he's 36 years old and he's a handsome dude. And he's just got the heart to serve. And he uh, works with me at Ecola. He's uh, turning into an amazing manager and he's handling operations and field supervisor and all these good things. And I'm so thankful for him. 
Uh, the book is available. Just uh, contact me and and uh, I can sign it and send it out to you. It's Learning to Breathe and it's a journey of Tyson and I, but also just a story of how I received the Lord and, you know, obstacles that we faced together as a family and obstacles that I faced and things that I had to go through, which are quite, uh, there's quite a lot in there. So people say you got to tell them it's more than just asthma. It's, it's a lot more than just learning how to breathe. Uh, but, you know, learning how to breathe is something we all need to do because I don't know about you, but sometimes I just get so caught up in the busyness of the day that I have to say, Sue, breathe, just breathe. And, you know, when you when you can breathe and you don't think you're not thinking about it, but when you can't breathe, that's all you can think about. And uh, I just want to tell you that sometimes we need to take a moment for ourselves. We need to just breathe. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe you need to take a breath. And maybe in that breath, you can ask the Lord to reveal to you what it is he wants for you to do in your life. And maybe, just maybe, it could be sponsoring or being a host for a child. Or maybe it could be adoption. Who knows? But you know, God does. So maybe uh, this, this show is for you. Maybe. Or maybe it's for somebody that you know that maybe is even depressed because they just don't know what to do with their purposes on this earth. And maybe this is their purpose. Maybe God wants them to take care of a child. So... With all that being said, I am so excited to continue on this show and uh, the subject matter of Kids Save. And the purpose is, is that Summer Miracles program gives families to older orphans age 11 to 14 who have little chance to be adopted in their own countries through an orphan hosting program. So children who are available for adoption stay with host families in designated communities for four to five weeks summer visit. While the kids are here, They learn about the U.S. culture, they attend summer camp, and experience life in an American family. Host families work with Kids Save staff and volunteers to find the children adoptive families. So whether you think maybe six weeks you could just be a host family and get to know a child from another country, and that's a great experience for your children if you have children, and if you don't, what a great experience for you. Or it could be like a preempt a uh, prerequisite or, a, uh, you know, just a pre of um, seeing if this child could be a good fit for your family. So all in all, it's a good thing. Before we go any further, I just want to read something from one of my favorite books, Jesus Calling, from Sarah Young, because I always say that uh, whatever the subject matter that I'm praying about or I have guests on, uh, there's always, it's amazing, but the date that I'm on has to do with what we're talking about. So I have not read this yet. My assistant did, and she says, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe, Sue, how much this goes along with what you're talking about. And I'm like, really? I'm not going to read it until I get here with you. So I'm reading it and hearing it for the first time with you right now. So here we go. I have promised to meet all your needs according to my glorious riches. Your deepest, most constant need is for my peace. I have planted peace in the garden of your heart where I live. But there are weeds growing there, too. Pride, worry, selfishness, unbelief. I am the gardener, and I am working to rid your heart of those weeds. I do my work in various ways. When you sit quietly with me, I shine the light of my presence directly into your heart. In this heavenly light, peace grows abundantly and weeds shrivel up. I also send trials into your life. When you trust me in the midst of trouble, peace flourishes and weeds die away. Thank me for troublesome situations. The peace they can produce far outweighs the trials you endure. Philippians four nineteen. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And 2 Corinthians 4.17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So how does that relate to now? Well, whatever you're going through, God has the answer. And he is the answer. 
And maybe this is the answer. Maybe this is, this is the answer you've been asking for. So we're going to go forward. You're going to learn more. And uh, when we come to a close on this today, you can go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And when you do, I will have the show as a podcast, but I'll also have a summary with the contact information. So you'll be able to get this. So don't worry about it if you're driving. You don't have to stop. You don't have to write it down. I will have all of this for you so that you'll be able to get it later. Okay. Uh, I don't want you to miss out on this because this could be just for you. So here we go. All right, so Susan, who wants to start? We had a couple questions we still wanted to answer because we felt like maybe we needed to give a little more information. Yes, and actually I thought of one other thing. Do you mind me interjecting? I don't mind at all. <laughs> so one of the things that I forgot to mention earlier, and it brought up when you were doing your, your work in, in Mexico, was it? Uh-huh. That, that things are very different in other countries. Mm-hmm. And what was so magical about having the children here was getting to experience things through their eyes. Mm-hmm. The first time that they ever stepped on sand and into the ocean was so magical seeing their faces. I bet. Um, watching <laughs> watching their terror as they went up into an elevator, because some of them have not seen buildings that are more than two stories before and playing on the escalators going up and down. I mean, these are, you know, 11, 12, 13 year old children, and they somehow revert to being four and five year olds just because this is so magical for them. The littlest things like how my ice maker worked and how exciting it was to click a button and have ice trickle in your glass and experiencing the magic through their eyes just brought so much joy into mine. And I didn't want the show to go forward without me at least mentioning that but i i think that's really great (laughs) it's like i always talk about disneyland when you have children of your own and you Mm -hmm. go to disneyland and you see disneyland through their eyes right you kind of relive it as a child again right it's like so great yes the happiest place on earth exactly okay so we wanted to talk about uh what is the process to adopt a kid safe summer miracles child so, it, and do you want to go through that process a little more? I think I'll let you do that since I just spoke. Do you want oh, to talk a little bit about that? Well, when you're, let's just say you want to move forward with adoption, whether you're a host family or an advocate family, by the time the kids travel back to Columbia, which is the end of six weeks, that would be the start of the international adoption process, which is um, just the typical international adoption process based on the country you're going through. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, the kids don't just get to stay with you after the end of the program. They have to go back and... Typically, the adoption process is what, about a year, nine nine months to a year? It can be nine months to a year. They keep trying to cut it closer, and a lot of it just depends on how quick you are, how how quick you can fill out all the paperwork and get all your fingerprints scanned and go through all the evaluations. It it is a process, lots of paperwork. paperwork. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a big deal. You fall in love with this child, and you just want to take them under your wing and love them, love them, love them, and you have to put them on an airplane and cry as they go yeah. away, right? It's I fun. mean, I can just picture that now. You get to that make, would be hard. We do like scrap. The last Kids Save event is usually like a scrapbook event where the, the children Pictures, get to make yeah. all books of their memory for their six weeks here and they take it back with them. And But yeah, it is a, it is a full-on year. But you can FaceTime with them and stuff while during... Did you get to FaceTime with Joanna? I did. Same. After a certain point, after the um, after you've been approved to adopt, then you're able to start yes. communicating with the, with the children. Yeah. And at some point, they are told uh, that they're going to be adopted. And they're asked, too. I believe most of them are asked, would you like to be adopted uh, before they can move forward? Yeah. When they come over, do they know that this is the possibility or this is the reason they're coming over? Or are they coming over for a field trip? I think that they position it more in Colombia as you're going to have the opportunity to spend time on like a little vacation in the uh-huh. United States and meet families. However, I think that there is an underlying, um, there's an underlying 
adoption theme happening as well. Sometimes they hear about it through the other kids that have come back to Colombia, you know, so it can spread among the kids. But yeah, they they try the social workers in Colombia and kids save organization are they don't want to get anybody's hopes, hopes up. up. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Uh, and also mm-hmm. some of the families are, are just truly some families just host every year because they love to be part of the process of helping to create new families. Yes. And I think that um, they don't want the child to necessarily think that the family that they're staying with is going to adopt yeah. them. So they try to stay they try to stay away from the subject of adoption, but it is certainly, you know, underlying, you know, in the in the whole process. Yes. Yes. But there is that concern that someone's gonna get their hopes up and then not get adopted and then they're gonna feel like they're not important and that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. I feel yeah. sorry for those children. Well and you know, some of those children come back again. Yeah. A second year because we okay. work really hard to place to place all of them. Right. Because there's definitely an adoptive family for every child out there. I believe that. And one thing to note, the process that Kids Save, you know, goes through, they they make sure to select children that show, um, you know, signs of b- being able to bond and, you know, that could be ready for something like this, international adoption, moving. They make an effort to make sure that, you know, the child is is in a healthy state that would be willing and open to moving countries and learning language. So a lot of the times the kids are already, you know, in a, I don't know, in a good position Right, being they, ready for it. Yeah, they try to tr- send. They try to vet the children, yes. and it's considered a very special thing for them to be selected to come. I was wondering about that selection <laughs> process on how they decide, and also health wise, because you said healthy, and that was mental and spiritual, yes. maybe. But how about like truly healthy? Do they have a medical that they go through? You get some information about the child that you're hosting, and okay. it, you can choose kind of what you know. Being that we already had young kids and stuff, you can kind of. Um, not vet yourself, but basically they say these are these are the children that are coming. You know, is this in? There's some background information on them, okay. basically, and what they've been through, um, and that kind of ties into whether or not they're healthy enough or mentally to come. In that sense, yeah, there are a few. Some of them have physical challenges, and you would have to be able to be willing to uh-huh. host. Um, you know, most of the children that I've experienced coming have been, you know, healthy physically. Um, I think that there's been a few times where we've selected children that, you know, may have had challenges. We had a a child that had some eyesight challenges. And one of the reasons that they sent him was, number one, he was a great boy and really deserving of a family. But also they thought that it would be nice to have him seen by some specialist here in the United States. And he did get adopted. So it was really wonderful. And um, so there are situations like that. But I think for the most part, the children are are fairly healthy. Um, You know, certainly they've gone through trauma as any as -hmm. any child of that age Mm -hmm. um, would have gone through but they're all wonderful they're all wonderful kids right all right so um support is available for these children and families post-adoption well interestingly we've created our own support network what's fantastic is that the children bond with each other and it makes their adjustment coming to the united states so much easier because they have peers that are going through the same thing or that maybe went through the same thing a year before or two years before so the the community of children and how they support each other are so wonderful and the moms and the dads um i mean adoptive families are so special and we have become very close and so when we have problems we call each other and we talk about things and Amber and I both had a discussion today you know our our struggle is is mostly you know academic because it's hard it's harder for a child to catch up a little bit academically especially when English is their Mm -hmm. second language I mean they essentially spend the first year learning the language the first full year to learn English 
And depending on their story prior, they may or may not have even been in school. Right. You know, or at least up to a certain age or whatever. So academically, there's and, – and this doesn't say for all kids either. I mean, some kids, you know, did go to school and don't have a lot of academic challenges. But I would say that would be the common one is getting them acclimated in a school and while learning the language. Yeah, and having them feel, you know, comfortable with their peers because the first year they're not able to communicate – um, as well with their peers. You know, fortunately, we are in Southern California, so there's a lot of Spanish speakers, which is helpful. But, yeah. but you know, we are, you know, we're such a close group. Um, I know um, I personally organize the moms every Christmas. The moms and their daughters get together. We have this group, and we will just go to, you know, a shopping mall, and the girls will go see a movie, and we'll go have cocktails somewhere, and we'll all share our war stories. Uh, this year, we went and met in Japantown, and we had a, a tea, and the girls sat one table and the mom set another table. But we're a wonderful support group um, for, for each other. And I think that's what makes this very, very special. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds great. We all need support. We need to ask for help. And a lot of times people don't ask for help. So it's nice when you can have the support because we don't need to go through these troubles by ourselves. And that goes for all mothers and all fathers and all <laughs> parents, you know, everybody. We, we all need each other. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. So um, we, um, it, the contact information, if you just give the website, I think that's enough. So okay. what is the website? It's kidsave.org, K-I-D-S-A-V-E.org. Kids save, because we need to save those kids. So that's pretty easy, right? Let's save the kids.org. All right. What are some other ways for people to support the Kids Save organization through sponsorship of events or fundraising? We talked about a little bit, but maybe we could do a little more. So, you know, as I said, having um, sponsors for events, um, people that are willing to donate, you know, bowling alleys, movie theaters, you know, churches, parks, all those kinds of things are really, really important. We could also use um, anybody who's really interested in services, like some of the children, um, we do like to have them have eye exams or dental exams while they're here. So anybody who might be willing to donate their time uh, to do that for us would be, you know, really, really helpful. And of course, anybody who wants to support through donation, um, it's helpful as well. It costs about $8,000 per child to get them to the U.S. And we're trying to bring 50 kids this, uh, this summer all around the United States. Okay, so I would like to do this. So what I need to do is what? Contact um, Joe Moyer at Kids okay. Say Summer Miracles OC at Gmail. Okay. And then her phone number, Susan gave earlier. I can say it again. It's 951-316-5490. She's in charge of – she's kind of the one kind of gathering this, the, the local L.A. area of Summer Miracles program. Okay. This show is going to go more than just California. Okay. Just, I mean, just, you know, it's She going can also over. put you in touch okay. with whoever is the contact person for wherever okay. you live. Right. Okay, so that's the first step. Yes. Okay, and the dates again are somewhere in the months of. Usually, it's July. They don't have dates yet because right. it really just depends on you know getting all the kids together and buying the flights. But usually, it's the whole month of July into the first week of August, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. So July and August. So Fourth of July. What a fun Fourth of July yes. this could be. Yes. So Fourth of July, uh, July and August. So if that works, uh, you know this is great. Okay. So in parting, we don't have a whole lot of time left. So what what would you want to say? Um, I would say to ask, like I said earlier, ask the Lord what, what, what he has for you. Be open, take an adventure, take a risk, do something outside of your comfort zone. Um, like you said earlier, like donate your time or your resources, um, make a difference in someone's life this summer in some way, shape or form. That's awesome. And Susan? I agree with Amber. I never, ever imagined that I would be adopting a a 13-year-old from Columbia. That would never have been 
in my wildest dreams. But it's been such a remarkable experience and a wonderful journey for both of us. And I just feel so, so honored to be her mom and to be continuing to have her part of my life forever. So I know that this is a journey for all of us. I mean, now it's become my daughter's journey and our journey because we go back to the events every summer and we help parents make connection to new children and there's nothing that's so that's nothing more rewarding to feel be feeling part of creating a new family you know i think that's really um that's really how i'd like to leave it absolutely so you're listening to the sue free show sue free spelled like fries one word dot com i want you to go and connect with me by going to that site go on there also i want to mention to you i've already had four women reach out to me regarding the women's retreat that i'm putting on and it's a weekend away and i really 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 if you're interested it's going to be around the temecula area and it's friday saturday and sunday it's going to be about 375 dollars and that includes lodging and food such a deal and we're going to have a sit down we're going to talk we're going to get intimate we're going to get real and you know it's going to be a time of refreshing it's going to be a time of reviving and and just um connecting with women on a different level and connecting with our heavenly father in a way that maybe you never have i'm really excited about it it's something the lord's placed on my heart uh it's going to be a fun time it's going to be a relaxing time and it's going to be a time for you to really just have time for you and get in touch with your relationship, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your heavenly father, not in that order. And, you know, we're just going to connect. We're going to connect at a deeper level. And I think that we all need that. This last weekend, I spent three days at a uh, program where um, my belief system has been getting in my way. And here I am. I'm accomplishing a lot, and there's still so much more to do. And uh, I just realized that, you know, our own belief system can hold us back from doing everything that God wants us to do. And all of us have been created for a specific purpose. Do you know what yours is? If you don't, where do you start? I have people asking me this all the time. It's like, I'm not sure what my purpose is. I think that if you look at what you're good at, look at what comes easy. I think that's a good place to start. And Moses, he used what was in his hand. So from management, from a management point of view, that's what I've been told when I ask questions like, so what do I do? How do I do it? Just tell me what to do, Lord. I'll do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's what you have in your hand. What do you have at your disposal right now that you could utilize and use for God's glory? Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's your money. You have special gifts also. You have gifts. And you need to share those gifts, okay? If you're just, you know, it's like the light. You know, you put the light up on a stand, right? So the whole world can see. You don't put it under a, a bushel. You don't put it, you don't hide your light. You want your light to shine. And you want your light to shine bright, don't you? So where are you in your journey? Where are you? Take your temperature. Figure out where you are. And then ask yourself, where do you want to go? What do you want out of this life? We only have so many days. Figure out what it is you want out of this life. And if you're not completely satisfied, which I don't know why anybody would be completely satisfied, but because that's just me. Ask yourself what it is God wants you to do. Ask the Lord to reveal to you. Search me and know me, O God. Is there any evil way in me? Pluck it out. And Lord, tell me what you want me to do. And ask him. And he will give you because he says ask and you shall receive, right? So just ask him and he will tell you. Have your personal time. Have your quiet time with the Lord. Sometimes that's the hardest thing in the world for me. I don't know about you, but sometimes that's the hardest thing. Is that hard for you sometimes? Absolutely. To have quiet time. <laughs> just that quiet time. Be still and know that I am God. Time. 
Definitely. I've been working on that. I've been trying this just the last two weeks. So it's interesting that you say that, but I've been trying to spend 20 minutes not reading, not doing, not even a Bible study or worship, just thinking with my own thoughts for 20 minutes, sitting with my own thoughts. You you hear very quickly who's the loudest voice in your life. You know what I mean? So that's been hard. Yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes is a long time. It doesn't seem like it when you say it, but 20 minutes is a long time. And it's so easy for our brain to start thinking about laundry or what oh, are we yes. making for dinner or whatever our issues are, sure. you know, but it's so hard to stay right there. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest, biggest challenge of all, I think. But, you know, if we if we make it intentional and we just stay on it and realize, you know, maybe it's five minutes. Maybe we start with two minutes. Mm-hmm. Start with two minutes. See if you can just do it for two minutes where you can just stay focused in that peaceful time and then go to five and you can, you know, put your alarm on your phone or whatever and then go to 10. I mean, 20 is a long time. <laughs> Good girl, though. I mean, that's so great. I worked up to it. (laughs) We have to do that, right? It's a habit. We have to have habits, and our habits will determine our future and our life is our habits, the things we do every day. And we have a decision on that, don't we? It's a choice. So maybe your choice is to just host a family, okay, just to stay with the subject matter of today. You know, maybe, maybe it's just hosting a family. Maybe it's just going to one event. Maybe you should just check it out. They could do that, right? Could somebody go and just check it out? Absolutely. We have lots of people that come for several years, and then they make a connection. Right. That's awesome. And they always post the calendar on the KidSave website. They'll post the calendar in the area specifically you're looking at. It's divided by the cities. And on the calendar will say where they're going to be at what time, where the events are and everything. So your heart might be for fostering because, you know, I've, I've been on the show before, and I've talked about that when foster children reach the age of 18, they end up on the streets. They're the homeless people that you see. Uh, under the bridge, you know, under the freeway bridges, um, it's it's a lot of time foster children. They haven't been bad children. They just they haven't had the best life. And here the whole time they're in a system and then all of a sudden their system is just taken away. And it might be the same thing in Colombia. But, you know, there comes a time when everybody gets just let go and you got to thin for yourself. And they might not be in the best position to do that. Thank you so much for being part of the Sue Free Show and be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.